0: Good morning. Welcome. To the name of Jesus. Today is the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. Excuse me. And today we're gonna we have a familiar text in our gospel. That deals with lost coin. Deals with lost sheep. Deals with you and me. So we're gonna spend a lot of time on that today in the sermon text. And some of the songs and hymns that we sing will reflect that also. We pray as we, we hear God's word through our, through our liturgy. Through the songs and the hymns that we sing, most certainly through the body and blood of Jesus, and I pray through the sermon, our faith is strengthened, and uh, that God empowers us through his Holy Spirit to go out into the world and uh, find some of those lost sheep, those lost coins, if you will, that he has picked out for you to go find and share the gospel for, that he's picked out for me to go out and share the gospel Uh, Don't forget, as reminded by the elders, please fill out your communion cards and uh, attendance cards. There should be some in the pew. And uh, let's uh, begin by singing opening hymn, hymn number 508. Please rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord is my portion. I promise to keep your words. When I think on my ways, I turn my feet to your testimonies. I am a companion of all who fear you. Of those who keep your precepts. Let us now confess our sin to God, our merciful Father. Gracious God. God is gracious and merciful. He hears our supplications and joyfully restores us to his fold. By the command of our Lord and as his called and ordained servant, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We sing Our God Saves. Please be seated. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. The first of the traditional three subjects mentioned in the old song school days is reading. God's people have always been readers of and listeners to his word. The Old Testament book, 2 Kings, tells us that Josiah, the ruler of the kingdom of Judah, went up to the house of the Lord, and with him all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the priests and the prophets, all the people, both small and great. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. Later in the history of God's people, we are told that Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, both men and women, And all who could understand what they heard on the first day of the seventh month. And he read from it facing the square before the water gate from the early morning until midday. In the presence of the men and the women and those who could understand. That's found in Nehemiah chapter 8. That sacred reading continues through the centuries. In New Testament time, Paul charged the people of Thessalonica with these words. He says, I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. We have come to know this letter that was read at that time as the biblical book of 1 Thessalonians. To the Christians at Colossae, Paul wrote, And when this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the church of Laodicean. That's in Colossians chapter 4. One of the new hymns of the church reminds us that the reading of God's word is one in the gifts of Christ to his people. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you are the good shepherd without whom nothing is secure. Rescue and preserve us that we may not be lost forever, but follow you. Rejoicing in the ways that lead to eternal life. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
1: Good morning. Good morning. The Old Testament reading today comes from Ezekiel 34, verses 11 through 24. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I... I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land, and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines, and in all of the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in grazing land, and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. As for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God, behold, I judge between sheep and sheep, between rams and male goats. Is it not enough for you? Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture that you must tread down with your feet, the rest of your pasture? And to drink of clear water, that you must muddy the rest of the water with your feet. And must my sheep eat what you have trodden with your feet, and drink what you have muddied with your feet? Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them Behold, I, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you push with side and shoulder, and thrust at all the weak with your horns. Till you have scattered them abroad, I will rescue my flock. They shall no longer be a prey, and I will judge between sheep and sheep, and I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David shall be the prince among them. I am the Lord, I have spoken. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. The epistle reading comes from 1 Timothy chapter 1. The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Certain persons, by swerving from these, have wandered away into vain discussion, desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or Or the things about which they make confident assertions. Now we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, understanding this that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and the disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine in accordance with the glorious gospel of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithfully, appointing me to his service, though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent. Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Please respond responsively to the verse of the day. Alleluia, I tell you. There is a joy before the angels of God. Please rise.
0: The Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke, the fifteenth chapter. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, this man sinners and with them. So I told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you. There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the point that I am lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Do you have children like to come up for the children's message? Where's everybody else? Just you guys, they're awesome. So, as you can see, I brought some stuffed animals today. You guys have stuffed animals at home? Do you like stuffed animals? Let me show you that. I've got a reindeer. Just so that I don't forget about December. And that big guy in the red suit, you know. And then I have kind of a reddish arms orange teddy bear. He's small and he's kind of cute, huh? Mm. Yeah. And then I have... Oh, what's this don't one's name? Yes, Dory. Right? And Dory's just kind of crazy. So it reminds me that I'm kind of crazy, too. And then I have... Uh, Oh, I do, but her brother's missing. I brought her brother with me. I—it's not funny. I lost her brother. You think we can maybe go find it? You, maybe we should look for it. Maybe it's here someplace. I—I I don't know. All right. Want to try to find it? Want to come with me? Okay. So, I think last time I had a stuffed animal, I lost it. I lost it over by the piano. I don't see it. I seem to keep losing stuff. Animals. Okay, it's not there. It's not around the wheelchair. Should we go for a walk? Anybody dropped it outside? I didn't drop it outside. So you know where it is? No. Maybe they can help us. Anybody see a lost black black? It's a black cat. Nobody sees it. We're in trouble, guys. Because I cannot go on until we find this lost cat. Nobody? Jason, is it back there? No? None of you see it? All right, we're in trouble. What are we going to do? Nothing? On the roof? No, I'm I'm not that tall. I can't go. Is that it? Is that a cat? Oh, I probably thought I was going to preach with it, so I brought it up there. <sighs> wow, thank you. You guys weren't big helps. <laughs> so, all right, this is the black cat. Cool. So it reminds me of the story that we just read in the gospel. Were you guys listening about what Jesus was talking about? Some uh, What would happen if you lost one sheep? Like we, or we, I, lost one cat. And Jesus says we would go after the, that one sheep and leave all the other ones back and we did right we left all of these guys here and we went to go find this poor little black cat and and what that says about you guys and about me and about mom and dad and grandmas and grandpas and brothers and sisters is that god is looking for them too and he's found me he found you guys right and so we become his children and, and the good news with that is as we believe him as our Lord and Savior, do you know where we get to go? I bet you do. We go down. Up. Yeah. Right? Heaven. And we get to spend a whole rest of eternity. That means for, forever and ever and ever with Jesus and with everybody else who believes in him. So the job for us is that when we know that someone is lost, a sheep, we go find them and we share Jesus with them. Can you guys do that? All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus Jesus. to save us. us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit Spirit. and guide us us. to find your other lost sheep. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, girls. Let's sing our song of the day. grace, peace, and mercy from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today is 9-11. And for most of us here today, at least those of us that were born prior to this 9-11, 9-11 means something. Often when we hear 9-11, we all go back to the year 2001. And we can, most of us can remember where we were on that very exact day. I was having breakfast with the elder of the first church I served in South Texas. And on the way home, in my car, I heard the news about the Twin Towers. And as important as that is in the history of our country and maybe in our lives, that is not the most important 9-11 or the one that I have the most memory of in my life. My My life... And myself remembers 9-11, 14th Sunday after Pentecost, 2016. Some of you might remember that day. That is the day I preached my first sermon as your installed pastor. You forgot? <laughs> wow. I thought it was a pretty profound sermon. I believe I preached on the Old Testament text, ancient words. Um, and you probably would be happy to know that I'm not preaching on that text because the sermon I prepared on that text was, was as Mike showed you a few weeks ago, was like this big, bigger than the one he showed. But we're going to take a look at our gospel lesson, Luke chapter 15, verses 1 to 10. And our gospel lesson contains two, two familiar parables of Jesus, the parables of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost coin. We might know those parables well. Many of us probably learned them uh, way back when we were about the size of these two who were up here this morning. Kids in Sunday school class hearing the stories of the lost sheep and maybe even the lost coin. Thus, perhaps we know the text of these stories well, or at least we know what they're about. But how many of us have really struggled to understand the context in which these stories are recorded in the Gospel of Luke. Even though the parables themselves may be rather easy for us to understand, especially if we consider the context in which Jesus told them, but those to whom they were addressed, we might even gain maybe a greater appreciation of the significance of these two examples that our Lord shares about, about our own lives. Thus, this morning, I'd like to begin by focusing on the first two verses of the gospel lesson. Here, Luke simply tells us that by this time in Jesus' ministry, all the tax collectors and all the sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling. This fellow welcomes sinners to eat with them. Maybe some of us grumble about that Jesus wants us to sit with sinners pastor even tells us to go talk to sinners not me nope I don't eat with sinners so could you all rise for a second it was a test to see if you would do that or not but that's okay So now, but here's the real test. If you're a sinner, stay standing. You're all all awesome. Go ahead and sit down. Now, you can sit down. Sinners can sit down. Okay? I just wanted to make sure. I need to know whether I need to change my sermon this morning. Because if you all thought you you weren't sinners, we're going to have a lot longer sermon today. I'd have to go back and pull out the one I wrote for Ezekiel and all those wonderful ancient words. But uh, So, Jesus sat with sinners. And, and the difficult thing for the people of that day, how could he do that? That just was not what people did. And I think we have the exact same problem today. Where, okay, you all stood up and you all said, I'm a sinner. We all confessed that at the very beginning of our service, I'm a poor, miserable sinner, Right? God forgave us our sins. God forgives us our sins when we, we ask Him for forgiveness when we're at home or we're in the car or wherever we're at. And yet we shy away from other sinners. With the exception of when we come to church and gather together and we feel it's safe to say, I'm a sinner because everybody else is a sinner here and we all acknowledge that we're sinners. When we go out in the street, we're looking behind our shoulder thinking, is somebody going to say, Look at her. She eats with sinners. Or look at him. He walks with sinners. Quite frankly, if anybody ever says that to you, you can go home and say, Yes, I got it right once. Right? Now, I'm not at all going to tell you that's easy to do, because it's not. And so in our text, as the Pharisees are. Kind of attacking Jesus, attacking for him for if he is a holy man, he would not associate with these poor, miserable sinners, the the scum of the earth, if you will, in those days. And yet Jesus says, come to me. And then he turns around because he can hear the the grumbling of the the Pharisees and the scribes. And Jesus says, "Okay, Hey, you guys, Come. Listen to me. And of course, we, we can't go sit with those sinners over there. But Jesus, in his own way, can speak loud enough to, to share with them our parables. And he starts off with the parable of the lost sheep. And, and, and it's, it's a very simple story. He tells them, most of them, that they're a shepherd and they, one sheep gets lost. You're going to leave the 99 together because they're going to take care of themselves. And you're going to go find that one lost sheep. Because you heard me before, if a sheep gets lost, sheep are not the smartest creatures in this world, and they don't know how to find their way back. And so Jesus goes to save them, and that you translate that to you and me because Jesus looks at you and me as sheep, and so in a sense we could be offended because Jesus is saying that you and I are the dumbest people in the world, because when we get lost we don't know how to find our way back. It's just like those sheep. In fact. When we get lost, we avoid the other sheep. I don't want anybody at Trinity Lutheran Church to know that I had a sin today. We run. But you can't hide. The lost sheep couldn't hide. The shepherd found him. What did the shepherd do? The shepherd picks it up. And you all know this familiar picture of Jesus. He puts the shepherd on his shoulder. And that is what Jesus does for you and me. When he finds us, he lifts us out of the muck that we're in and all that black, ugly mud falls off and he showers us with the water of baptism and we are cleansed and we are are made holy by Jesus and he carries us until you and I decide it's time to get lost again and we climb down off of his shoulders and Jesus is not a tyrant he says, okay you really want to go, go I'm not going to force you to stay here I think if I had a one-on-one with Jesus, I would say, what are you doing? You know us too well. If you let us go, we're going to go. And Jesus simply would say to me, Brian, don't worry. I won't be far behind. And he never is. As he goes, and he looks, and he searches. And where he could do it all by himself, that is not who our God is either. In saving you and me, he says to us, I got a job. You're all shepherds or co shepherds. And you all have a responsibility to the sheep. Whether you live in Anderson or Cottonwood, Lake Shasta City, Lakehead, Weed. We do have members up in Weed, by the way. They're fine, their house did not get burnt. Um, and all the surrounding areas the lost and just the areas that i name would fill this church building what easily a hundred times maybe a thousand times that's a lot of people and jesus says bob go tell be my shepherd Go find the lost and put them on your shoulders and bring them back. And then Jesus says everything else. Paul wrote these words. He says, I am grateful to Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has strengthened me because he judged me faithful and appointed me to his service, even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, And a man of violence. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and the love that are in Christ Jesus. What strikes me most about this confession of Paul is the fact that he once was a Pharisee. He was a member of that inner circle of the religious purists who took their faith in God seriously. He was one of those who was charged following Jesus' death and resurrection to purge the new Christians, to go through all of the synagogues and convict all to death who were followers of Jesus. And yet God found him. And we know the rest of the story of Paul. Most of the books in the Bible seem to be written by Paul. The epistle lesson today, 1 Timothy, was written by Paul. Many of us know his words. But Jesus does the same thing for you and me. He picks you up out of the muck that you are in. And he heals you. Even if you don't want to be healed, he still heal, hears you. Because that's what the good news of the gospel is all about. Your healing and my healing and the healing of the world. The forgiveness of sins and, and the joyful coming together in the family of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it's important as you and I go out and we seek, and we look for those that Jesus may put in front of us. Remember, we do this because after all, Jesus died for you and for me. And it doesn't stop here because from here we remember Jesus died for the world. So take home with you today The parable of the lost sheep. Maybe more relevant for most of us is that dropped quarter in our car. Where did it go? Or The lost coin in our house. Remember that. And rejoice. Because Jesus has found you. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to find us to find all in the world. Thank you for filling us with your Holy Spirit so that we could believe and follow Jesus. Help us now, guide us now, as we go and look for lost sheep, whether it be in this congregation or outside of this congregation. We pray that you would lead us to them. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Let us rise and profess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. We pray for the church, that God's people may live confidently and joyfully, share the message of salvation in word and deed. We pray for the nations of the world, that the presence of Christ be experienced everywhere around the globe and that the gospel have free course in every land. And let us pray for the the gift of peace in the world and in our communities. We pray for our families and for those who share in our Christian fellowship and join with us in worship. Grant that we never take them for granted, but rather that we encourage all to share joyfully in our work together to the glory of God. Let us pray for those with special concerns and needs this day, including those who are hospitalized or in care facilities, those who are grieving at this time, the unemployed and the underemployed, the chronically ill and shut-ins, and all those whose needs are known to us. Especially we lift up uh, Barbara, who's having internal bleeding. We pray that when she goes to the doctor this week, they, they'll be able to determine what's the cause and what needs to be taken next. Susan Cook, as she is now home, recovering from her knee replacement surgery. And we lift up Steve Westall and Linda Miller and Mike Corby and uh, the, the families of Joe Gein and Jerry Einers. And we also lift up Linda and Ed. Um, let us pray for those with uh, um, special concerns and, and grant that we bring your blessings and situations of needs in all places to all people. God of the ages, we thank you for all those faithful people whose words and actions have guided us in the past, especially remembering those no longer with us on earth. Who now share in your eternal presence. By working of your Holy Spirit, direct us to follow the leading of Jesus, our great shepherd, throughout our lives until that day when we stand in your glorious presence in heaven. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, right to give thanks and grace. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places. Give thanks to you, Lord our God. For you have called us as your people and have shown us your kindness. Confident of your love and assured of your mercy, we come before you asking that we receive your blessing with heartfelt thanksgiving. Pour out upon us the gift of your Holy Spirit and grant that we may receive the body and blood of our Lord as a guarantee of our salvation and a foretaste of the feast to come in your eternal kingdom. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and praise together with the Son and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ from the night when he was betrayed, trade took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink, this is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Come on, Lord Jesus. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray, our Father. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Peace be seated.
2: say free
0: Please rise let us pray grant to lord that what we have received with our lips we may keep with pure hearts and that through the gift imparted to us in this present life we may hereafter receive life everlasting through your son jesus christ our lord who lives and reigns with you in the holy spirit one god forever and ever we know from the accounts of the gospel writers that Jesus has learned his, his sacred reading lessons well as a student in Nazareth, and he was able to express God's truth even at what we would consider a young age. Luke records that when Jesus was just 12 years old, he was in the temple sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions, and all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. Luke 2, verses 46 to 47. Luke also records that at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry, back in his hometown of Nazareth, as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him, Luke chapter 4. Jesus read from that scroll, and the people marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. How blessed the people of Nazareth were to hear Jesus' reading. And that gracious reading coming from our Lord will continue. In the book of Revelation, we are told of the book of life that is yet to be read. That most sacred reading is the theme of the sixth stanza of the hymn, The Day is Surely Drawing Near, which we sang at the beginning of our service this morning. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. We sing the Lamb. amen please be seated we have announcements this morning just the one two okay come to the mic good
1: morning my name is Doreen Eady and I am the chairperson for our board of Christian education and I just want to remind you all you ought to know this date by heart now because we've announced it so many Sundays september 22nd that is a thursday evening 11 days from today is our open house for the early learning center so uh we're having a b- barbecue hot dog barbecue um just come enjoy bring any friends neighbors relatives you have it's open to the public and we hope to see you all there thanks
0: thanks jerry scott
1: Good morning. Are you an usher or are you a greeter? Maybe you're considering being an usher or a greeter because we want you. Um, October 6th is our organizational meeting for ushers and greeters. Um, if you haven't done it or are thinking about it, we want you to come. It's great fun. Vicki and I did it this morning, and uh, it's a great experience. So... Um, We'll do training on that day, and we'll make a schedule for, I guess, the next six months or so. Um, so, my name's Scott Zittle. I'm a new elder. If you, haven't, if you don't know me, haven't seen me, that's who I am, but please come. 6 p.m., thank you, 6 p.m.
0: Thank you, Scott. You see, he's still alive, talking. That's fine. So, Merle? Gentlemen, good morning, first of all. Did you see this? Look on the back page. Second item down, Bible study, men's Bible study, every Thursday. We had eight show up Thursday, and there's a lot more room in the fellowship hall. That's your invitation. Come and join us for a coffee and a light breakfast and good fellowship and Bible study. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Carrie, are you? Okay, I just have, well, I guess two. One, today, I was supposed to do this at the beginning of service, my apologies. Kids Connect, our Sunday school started today. (coughs) Excuse me, started today, Um, and they leave right after the children's message, and they go over to our Sunday school wing for Sunday school. Um, So, I apologize. I see one young man in the back, he didn't know, and it's, oh, it's on the screen. There you go. Also, that little writing was all of our teachers, I think you just missed. Um, so, let, uh, right after the children's message, the kids that want to go to our Sunday school, uh, Lois or one of the other teachers will pick you up and take you over there. Plan on it next Sunday. They have a great program going for you all. Uh, and then the other thing is, uh, and I don't know the instructions because they never tell me anything. So today, there is no Bible study. Right? And we we're, we're all need to go that way whether you're planning this day or not. Because we're having... Uh, reception, new member reception, congregational gathering and fellowship over, of all things, food. You know, Lutherans make great food. So so let's all go that way. And um, I'm going to stand at the door for those of you who are going to go that way and try to convince you to go that way. But I'll let you go through too. Let us go in peace and serve the Lord.